Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. We have now approached the halfway point of the 2019 Pro Bowl vote. Who are your standout players this season? Which NFL stars do you want to see at this year's Pro Bowl? Make sure your favorite players get their spot on the AFC and NFC rosters. Vote today at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote or by using the hashtag Pro Bowl vote and including the first and last name of the player, the player's official Twitter handle or a hashtag including the player's first and last name. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Me and your man, MG, Marcus Grant, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. And it's real now. It's winter go home. It's playoff time now. Yeah, man. Um, so you were active in seven of ten. You're still alive. Correct. Yeah, same thing with me. Um, we got some bye weeks here coming up. Yep. So we've also got some advice for people who uh, are on bye weeks on NFL Fantasy Live tomorrow. And um, it's raining here today in L.A., man. I got a raincoat on. Uh, and it's funny because, like, I'm from the Northeast. And anytime that it rains here in Los Angeles, all the channels say, storm watch. It's a storm. It's a storm. This ain't a storm. It's raining. Well, it's just rain. It is technically a storm. Yes. It's not, it's not a and storm. I will say this. I will say this. It has rained more this time around. Like it, 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 it is a running joke in this town that yeah. even the slightest drizzle turns yes. into Stormwatch 2018. But um, <laughs> we've actually had some significant rain here in the last couple of days. I mean, you know, I, I know, mean, yes, I know. Like, it's, look, nobody's going to compare us. Nobody's going to confuse us with Seattle. OK, yeah. we'll never be confused with Portland or New York. But um you know, we, we had a rain level event here. Also, yeah. I think also part of it is that, and I've said this from the, the moment I moved to Los Angeles way back when, um, this city is bad with drainage. It's really poor. Um, yeah, the so, drainage is bad. The so, driving is bad. So and that makes the commute home really Even bad. a little bit of rain and you got like flooded gutters and that sort of thing. So yeah. uh, anyway, yeah, well, we'll get through it. Trust us, folks. We'll muddle on. We'll be all right, man. We'll muddle on. It'll be, uh, it'll be 72 degrees on, you know, you know, on Sunday. So we'll be fine. Noah's Ark will be coming down Washington Boulevard pretty soon to pick us all up. It'll be great. Yeah. Uh, behind the glass, as always, our faithful producer, Senior Edward L. Murphy, Esquire. Murph, what's up? Yeah, to keep with the rain topics. I, when I left this morning, I was shocked by the amount of cars still in my apartment complex parking. <laughs> so I'm like, are either of these people all working from home or just calling out sick today because they don't want to go into the rain? But then I'm like, all right, well, it's good because then driving will be easy. And then going back to your point, the drainage system, the streets, the mm -hmm. amount of humongous floods and intersections, like important intersections on our way to work. I'm, I'm east traveling west to, to us or southwest. I mean, just the amount of, uh, of, of like... It's like three foot high puddles. It's just, yep. it's insane here. Yeah. yeah. It, just, it just doesn't drain. Getting out of the car this morning, uh, the, the parking lot kind of has a dip in it near that wall. Yeah. That's why I parked it's, on me. Yeah. So like I got out and I stepped in it. It was like, you know, that, uh, that episode or the movie, uh, Groundhog Day where Bill Murray kept stepping in that big giant hole of water. And the guy goes, <laughs> like that, that what happened to me this morning. That's why I park on the backside a lot where it's uh, slanted down and smart. I'm sure everybody is loving hearing our rain talk. I mean, by yeah, the way. In all, 
East Coast, West Coast, it's still a decent storm. This yeah. one, at least. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah. This is I'd say I just, a storm is like a blizzard or a hurricane or something. Like, for me, I lived in Florida, I lived in Connecticut, I endured all that kind of stuff. Stor- this is just rain. It's just raining. Yeah. It's a storm. It's just raining. It's Look, you want Florida. Oh, my goodness. No, I don't, actually. Florida, you want to talk about there's, rain. There's a reason I live in Los Angeles. That's rain. Uh, we got plenty to talk about. We got a week 14 preview because, as we mentioned, the playoffs start this week. So all mm-hmm. these games have added importance across fantasy leagues all over the world. So we'll try to give you uh, our best uh, guess as to what's going to happen this week and try to help you get on to the second round. Uh, Eddie will have his delirious pick. We'll take some of your playoff tweets uh, and do the best we can to get you through. But in the meantime, let's do some news. The news. Bad news to start with out of Denver. Injuries suck. Let's just start with uh-huh. that. But uh, Emmanuel Sanders is done for the year. He tore his Achilles during practice a couple of days ago. And I think everybody pretty much knew it immediately that it was bad news with the way he was helped off the field. So Cortland Sutton, am I right? Yes. And uh, if you're in a deeper league, of course, you can also take a look at, uh, at Deshaun Hamilton. But Corlin Sutton coming off a nice game last week, and uh, now he's going to get a chance to see what he can do as a true number one wide receiver uh, in the National Football League. You know, the last few weeks, Marcus, have been brutal just and rough. not even just injuries like, you know, Kareem Hunt, you know, acts like an idiot and he, he gets thrown off the Chiefs. Uh, you know, Melvin Gordon misses time. Leonard Fournette's throwing hands, and then all of a sudden now, you know, he he misses a game. He's back tonight, thank goodness, for fantasy owners. James Conner gets hurt. So it's been a rough couple of weeks here from a fantasy perspective between guys making dumb decisions uh, and, in Kareem Hunt's case, extremely dumb decisions, and then injuries. Yeah, it's been it has been really bad and it's come, you know, I know for the, the injured guys, there's never a good time to get injured. And, and it, it really sucks for a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, who was playing really well this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's never a good time for injuries, but especially late in the season where it means a lot you know, for your real team as well. I mean, for the, the Denver Broncos, who yeah. are trying to put something together and, and maybe make a run to the playoffs, you know, losing a guy like Sanders at this time of the year is a big, big blow. Uh, and then for, for fantasy folks as well, losing him this time of the year really, really hurts. Uh, speaking of injuries, but uh, maybe not lost, but Cam Newton dealing with a right shoulder issue. And I will say that the quotes from earlier in the week, listening to Ron Rivera talk about the situation and basically trying to say that without saying that, that Cam's shoulder may be a problem, that he's going to try to gut it out. He's going to try to find a way to fight through it and, and make plays where he has to. But it's just not encouraging just hearing you know, the way the Panthers are talking about Cam's injury situation because that – It has a ripple impact on the rest of that offense. Yeah, it does. And those of us who are counting on DJ Moore, uh, counting on Curtis Samuel, uh, who who is coming on of late, I don't think it's going to affect Christian McCaffrey one way or the other. He's going to get his touches. Uh, He did not throw today, Cam, but uh, uh, North Turner, the OC there in Carolina, did say that Cam will play in week 14. I've moved him down a couple of spots in my rankings among quarterbacks. I haven't moved him out of my top 10. He's still a guy that I would start but I'd much prefer that he was a lot healthier than he is, uh, at least how he appears to be right now. And keep in mind, last week, I mean, four picks. was Not good. It was not good. It was not good. So, you know, maybe the game plan changes a little bit. We'll see. But uh, to this point, we know Cam Newton uh, is going to play this week. So tough to bench him unless you're you're deep at quarterback, which – you might very well some be. Some people might be. Who you might knows? Be. Uh, some good quarterback news. Mitchell Trubisky is confident that he will play this week at home against the Los Angeles Rams. That's the Sunday night football game, which should be a dandy between the Bears and the Rams. Missed the last couple of weeks as he was dealing with an injury. We saw Chase Daniel come in and eh. Uh, so, uh, so uh, yeah, I guess Trubisky coming back, obviously for the Bears, they're the actual football team. This is very good news for fantasy fans, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I have him ranked right outside of my top 10 quarterback. So he's kind of a back end QB one in this game. And th- this one's interesting because you sort of got, you know, the uh, you know, the Rams offense, which has been just unbelievably productive all season long and I don't think we're ever going to forget that game on Monday night against the Chiefs where they just kept you know exchanging lows back and forth uh, over 100 points scored in that game and then you've got the Bears defense which is 
arguably the best in the National Football League. So as they say, something has to give. One stat that I saw that was pretty interesting was that the Bears have not won a game when their opponent has scored more than 22 points this season. They're 0-4. Wow. So the Bears really need to uh, step up defensively and and stop that Rams offense. And uh, Trubisky is a guy who I feel like can get you some yards on the ground, which has been a big part of his value. That's why I have him ranked a little bit higher than, say, uh, a player like Dak Prescott, for example, who... Dak has been Dak has been very good lately, uh, but I still have a little bit more trust in a guy like Trubisky. So I think you can get him back into your lineups unless you have a Jameis or an elite quarterback who uh, you know who, who I don't need to mention. You guys know Aaron Rodgers, those kind of guys. <laughs> Uh, one more quarterback bit of information for you. Sam Darnold says he is set to return this week against the Buffalo Bills. We saw Josh McCown getting some work the last couple of weeks as Darnold was dealing with his injury situation. You know, I, look, I know for the Jets, this is about just seeing what their future holds. I don't feel like this changes a ton fantasy wise. This Dude, week. I want the Bills defense even more now. <laughs> I know because like, remember a few weeks ago, you know, Darnold, it, it was the reverse. Mm-hmm. It was Barkley who came in. Everybody liked the Jets defense. The Jets defense stunk and the Bills defense was good. Now you get Darnold coming back. Josh McCown out. I like the Bills defense because defenses were scoring more fantasy points against Darnold's offense than they were McCown's offense. So the Bills could be out there on the waiver wire and they have one of the easiest schedules among fantasy defenses the rest of the way too. So maybe the Bills defense helps you get to a championship. Yeah, Darnold, I mean, for all his attempts to make plays, he wants to be very aggressive trying to get the ball down the field, but it also means that he will throw some interceptions, he will fumble the football. So uh, maybe there's something to Not a lot of Jets to like uh, this week, especially against the Bills defense. And it's a road game. Nah. Not so much. Yeah. There you go. That is pretty much everything you need to know. That was the news. All right, here we go. Week 14. It is kicking off actually in just a little bit uh, as we record this. Yep. The Jaguars and Titans about to start on Thursday Night Football, but uh, we'll start. You mentioned the Jets and the Bills. We'll start in Buffalo with the Jetropolitans taking on the Buffalo Bills. And you talked about streaming the Bills defense, but would you stream the Jets defense? I know everybody's big on Josh Allen, but I, you know, I just I haven't completely bought in. Would you maybe give a shot to the the Jets defense? I have them in my top twelve, mm-hmm. which means there's eleven better defenses that I would rather start right, over the Jets. A, but in a twelve team league, but I mean in a twelve team league, I think they are startable. Yes, no question. But Josh Allen, like uh, our, our research team pulled this stat in the history of the National Football League, there's never been a quarterback to rush for more yards in back to back games. Which is kind of wild. And Josh Allen. And I'm thinking, wait, what about Mike Vick? Like, you know, wait, what, what, what about what about Randall Cunningham? What about you know? all those days before the forward pass? I know. I the mean, quarterback like, just I mean, ran like, the ball. That's true. And it, it, he and it's weird because you would think it would be Lamar Jackson if it was any rookie quarterback that was going to accomplish a feel like that. But yeah, Josh Allen has been balling. 135 rushing yards last week. I'd say he's a 2QB uh, option, super flex option, but he's still a rookie. Just like you said, he's still potentially prone to make mistakes. So the Jets defense could be worth a look. What about Zay Jones? You know, I was looking, I was looking at that and two of his last three games have been pretty good. Yeah. There's just no consistency. I know. And that's the thing that worries. Like this is not, this is not the time of year to mess around with that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. These are these games, these games matter more than the other ones did. You've got to win, otherwise your season is over. And I don't feel like this is the week to try and figure out whether or not Zay Jones is a viable start for your offense. I want to feel confident, as confident in my lineup as I possibly can going into the weekend. I don't want to wake up on Sunday morning and and, and say to myself, man, I really hope Zay Jones can figure <laughs> something out. Like, that's just not where I want to yeah, be. Yeah, this is not the time to get cute. That's not what I want to do. Uh, Giants going to Washington. Do you stream the big blue defense against Mark yeah, Sanchez? Yeah, man. Sanchez. Come on. I mean, this guy Sanchez. in his career has averaged right around a turnover and a half per game. He's always good for potentially getting you a couple of more turnovers, maybe a couple of picks. The Giants defense is coming off a nice game, surprisingly, against the Bears, by the way. Uh, They gave you 17 fantasy points. So, yeah, I absolutely would stream uh, Big Blue against the Redskins' third string quarterback. Third quarterback. Uh 
Man, this is why we're, this is a week we're talking about Sam Darnold, Cody Kessler, and Mark Sanchez all starting a quarterback. Uh, Jeff Driscoll. Man, there's a bunch of you know. No <laughs> this is wild. Uh, on the flip side, I like Chris Thompson as a sleeper this week, partially because you've got the number three quarterback, you've got an offensive line that is dealing with injury. I feel like if the Giants start getting pressure. Chris Thompson becomes a really nice option to dump the ball off to, and especially in PPR leagues, maybe he gets back to being the Chris Thompson we saw at the start of the year. I, I'm going to leave that one to you. <laughs> I, I was such a big believer in Chris Thompson right? in the preseason. I tried to get him in every league, and I did get him in a lot of leagues, and I talked about it on TV last week that I haven't cut him. I just cut him in one league. Oh, well. Because in the two games that he did come back, remember, he came back earlier and then got hurt mm-hmm. and done anything. The Redskins offense is a disaster right now. It's so bad. It's bad. So is he a sleeper this week? I mean, I guess I guess that depends on your definition of a sleeper in PPR leagues. I guess you could potentially flex him. I'm just not that brave. I'm a chicken when it comes to the matchups in the fantasy playoffs. I want to go in with guys I know I have a really good shot at getting a nice stat line. And Chris Thompson's floor of the last couple of games that he's played has not been good. No, I mean, that's the thing. Although I, I, I looked and he had five targets last week. Four of them came in the fourth quarter with Mark Sanchez at quarterback. So that's the only thing that, that makes me think. Hey, man, anything can happen shot. in the National Football League. Right. Uh, Saints at Buccaneers. So this is a Saints bounce back week, right? Last week they got shut down by the Cowboys defense. That's right. This is their bounce. Back. You would think so, right? Yeah, you would think so. I mean, it's it's business as usual for the Saints. Bree should bounce back. He had over thirty points in his first game against Tampa Bay earlier this season. Michael Thomas should bounce back. Mark Ingram, I like as an RB two flex. I don't even have to talk about Kamara. I mean, come on, this guy. <laughs> right. I, I get it. You know, you're you're upset because he he's given you a couple of mediocre stat lines in a row, but he still only had way fifteen last week. Um, he had a bunch of catches. So I. I think this is a bounce back game for the Saints. But with that being said, here's the here's the interesting thing. OK, the Saints defense in their last four games has given up 13 and a half points per game. Mm-hmm. And I like Jameis Winston we, this week. We like Chris Godwin. We like Adam Humphreys. We've been talking about Adam Humphreys for weeks. Are we are we going too much off of the entire sample size of what the Saints defense has done? Because it was bad in the first half of the season. Right. Or should we start looking at what they've done in the last four or five games? Because they haven't given up a lot of points, Marcus. They have not given up a lot of points. And they have there's been like a tale of two seasons. Yeah. Defensively, yeah. Early on they were they were bad. I, I would say the one thing that they were good at all year was stopping the run. Even early in the season right. when their secondary was getting torched. Mm-hmm. They were good at stopping the run. But in the last month or so, they have figured out how to stop opposing passing games as well. And yeah, this has become a defense that you can't necessarily pick on. But the counter to that is when you look at Tampa Bay. This is actually a top 10 scoring offense. Yes. I mean, their, their defense is, is garbage, but yes. their offense <laughs> scores points. And maybe, maybe the offense scores points because they have to because the defense is giving up so many points. But whatever, they are moving the football. And so last week we had this dilemma of do you go Adam Humphreys? Do you go Chris Godwin? Well, they both scored touchdowns. So that sort of made that a little bit easier. Yep. But this week, do you go Adam Humphreys? Do you go Chris Godwin? Also, keeping in mind, Deshaun Jackson may not be available. Yeah, I still have Godwin ranked higher, but I have both of them as startable assets this week. Mm-hmm. Chris Godwin's a hell of a player. He was one of my favorite sleepers coming into the season. Started off well, remember? Yep. He was giving you like, you know, 12, 13 points a game, and then things kind of went south on him. He got dropped in a lot of leagues. But, I mean, this dude could end up helping, helping you win a championship. Going back to the Saints defense in the last four weeks, they've given up 13.4 fantasy points to quarterbacks. Wow. So, I'm still starting Jameis Winston because of what you said. The offense is sort of built to put points on the board and their defense stinks. So they're going to have to throw the football. But I mean, if Jameis goes in there and stinks up the joint, I wouldn't be surprised. I still have him in my top 10, though. So we'll see which Saints defense shows up. Their defense from a fantasy perspective has given you 13 points uh, or more in three straight games. Right. So suddenly they're a top 10 option when earlier in the season they were kind of a laughing stock. Yeah, you know, and, and this is a situation that, as we have seen in the NFL this year where you can have a defense that gives up a lot of yards. It even gives up a lot of points. Yeah. If they can figure out to get sacks, if they can get yep. turnovers, yep. then it sort of mitigates that a little bit. Exactly. And, and so maybe that's why you can lean on the Saints this week, even against a, a high-scoring offense. Patriots at Dolphins. 
as I was putting together this rundown last night and trying to figure out what to talk about in this game, this, this thought hit me, and it was a weird thought because it's a thought I never thought that I would have in December. <laughs> it's a thought you never thought you would have. It's a thought, thought I never thought I would think yeah. when I yeah. thought it. Um, yeah. Would you trust, in week one of your fantasy playoffs, Tom Brady and or Rob Gronkowski? Well, so here's the thing. Gronkowski almost have to play because what I mean, else you do you have? have to. Unless you have... Ebron or, or Jared Cook, I guess, you know, could potentially have both of those guys. Here's Brady. I did some research on Brady. 16 career games against the Dolphins. Um, uh, uh, and he has he has not he has not been great. He has not been great when you look at him uh, when he's playing them in Miami. You're talking about a guy who is averaging. Well, let's just put it this way. 10 of 16 games under 15 fantasy points mm. under 15 mm-hmm. and three of his last four under 15 fantasy points. So he, he hadn't done well when he's, when he's, when he's gone to Miami, he hadn't done well. Right. I mean, I, I, he's not in my top 10. I have been my top 15. And sometimes people will look at the stats and think, wait a minute, it's Tom Brady. Still got to play him. Eh, do you? I mean, there's, there's, do a, you? there's a, there's a list of guys. I think I have him do somewhere you? around 16 or 17 in my rankings this week. In yeah. Quarterback. I mean, I've got Lamar Jackson ahead of him. I've got Baker Mayfield ahead of him. I mean, there are a lot of guys that I, I would feel more comfortable with than Tom Brady this week. And I never Amazing. thought, you know, again, this is, this is not stuff we're used to saying about him this time of year. Usually we get to December. The Patriots are on a roll. Yep. You know, they're, they're fighting for that. And here's the thing. They are. They're still on a roll. They're still fighting for that one seed, but they're doing it differently this year. It's not, it's not Tom Brady putting up huge numbers week in and week out. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the new part. Yep. Uh, any Dolphins worth starting this week? I mean, like, I want to feel confident like, in starting. I want to I mean, say Kenyon Drake, but, you know, the moment we all get on board with Kenyon Drake, then he gets like seven carries and that's yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not digging on Drake um, unless I need a flex starter. And a lot of people are going to be forced in that situation where they have to play him. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go with Gore. There, there's nothing. I mean, Drake, Drake's the only dude. I mean, like, you know, you're not starting Tannehill. You're not starting any of the wide receivers. Uh, I'm not starting Parker, even though he scored a touchdown last week. He's got a tougher matchup this week. So, yeah, the answer is is Drake is a flex, and I'm not real happy about it either. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just so hard. I just wish I wish Adam Gaze would just help us out, man. We're so far away from the days of Dan Marino and the uh, the the Marks brothers and uh, Tony Nathan. Uh, you remember Tony Nathan back in the day? Man, I do remember Tony Nathan. Yeah, dude. Man. That actually, uh, the the San Diego Chargers and Miami Dolphins, that epic playoff game. The one with Kellen Winslow being carried yes, off the field. That is the game that made me fall in love with the NFL. Wow. That okay. is the game. It's not the first game I ever watched. The first game I ever watched was an Eagles-Vikings game, Jaworski against Tommy Kramer. But that game was the game that made me an NFL fan for life. Because now, that game was ridiculous, back and forth, back and forth. It was unreal. I remember, and I think it was the week before that. And this is just random esoteria. Like, that was the Freezer Bowl, I think, the week before that, where the Chargers went to Cincinnati and played. Right, that, that was the, the oldest championship game, game and, and Fouts just got froze out of that game. Right, okay, right. so then so the, the game against the Dolphins was first, and then right, they, went, then to they went to Cincinnati. And then the Bengals went on to get get beat by and the Niners. So I think, I don't know that this is official, uh, but I think unofficially that might be the greatest disparity in, in temperature difference. I know, right? <laughs> because, I mean, you know, going from Miami where it was hot and humid yeah. and Kellen yep. Winslow gets dehydrated to Cincinnati where yep. it was like well below zero. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, that's enough about that. <laughs> yeah, but that, 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 that game, Chargers-Dolphins, that thing was awesome. Yep. Awesome. Go. Uh, Ravens at Chiefs. So, on paper, it's a great matchup for Gus Edwards. Uh, but we saw last week Ty Montgomery getting some work in there. We saw yep. Kenneth Dixon getting some work in there. We know John Harbaugh is not necessarily a guy who wants to just lean on one running back. He wants to have a rotation. So while the matchup is great on paper, is there any reason to be concerned about maybe starting Gus Edwards? Yeah, he's a touchdown-dependent kind of guy because he is not going to catch the ball. He's just not. I mean, uh, he, he's he's sort of a, a Jordan Howard Jr., I guess you could say, because Joe Ho doesn't catch the ball very much out of the backfield. Unless he scores a touchdown, he gives you a stinker. And the same thing goes for Gus Edwards. I mean, he had 21 carries last week, dealing with a little bit of an ankle, but it looks like he's fine. Matchup is right. I'd say he's a flex starter this week, but you're right. 
Ty Montgomery is getting targets out of the backfield. They're not going to throw the ball to Gus Edwards. And in this day and age, when you have a running back that is so one-dimensional, uh, he's a little bit hard to trust. Especially in a game where it, it could become a high-scoring game. If they have to go back and forth, then suddenly Gus Edwards just yeah. he gets X'd out of the game plan. Yep, and you know people are out there, and I did a whole Twitter Q&A today, and you, know, you wouldn't believe how many people asked me if they should start Mahomes against the Ravens. And I says, listen. I says, unless you got Drew Brees, which is possible, I guess, you're you're starting Mahomes no matter what. And you know, I get it. The Ravens' defense is good. They've given up four top ten quarterback performances this this season, and two of them were Andy Dalton, oddly. But <laughs> this, the, I, I listen. I mean, this offense is ridiculous, and I get it. The Ravens are good. It's a home game for for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Man, you go in with your studs, and you go in a blazing look. I mean, I know the matchup is bad, but the Chiefs, as of this moment, have the top scoring quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end. Yeah. And you got to give me a damn good line of reasoning to tell me you're going to sit any one of those guys. And 80, I, 85 Bears, maybe. <laughs> maybe. No, not even then, because most of those guys are in their late 50s. Dude, well, so, you, you know, know what fine. I'm talking about. 2000 Bears, <laughs> maybe. 2002 Bucks, maybe. But no, I'm not going. Uh, I'm not going in that direction now. Now, uh, Spencer, where though? Yes, yes. That see now, the volume is going to be there. Last week he had a good matchup. He gave you like 11 points. It, it wasn't was, all it that wasn't, great. It wasn't great. He's not Kareem Hunt, folks. The volume is nice. You like to have a piece of that Chiefs offense, no question about it. You got shares of that offense. That means you're going to get points. But if I've got and I'll give you a couple of examples. Jalen Samuels off the waiver wire. Maybe I picked him up. Mm-hmm. Maybe I picked up uh, Mr. Wilson Jr. off okay. the waiver wire. Right. Spencer Ware is going to sit on my bench this week. Wow. Yep. That's, that's He's going to sit on my... The Ravens are... And I get it. You know, you never know what's going to happen week to week. All we have is the numbers to look at. But their defense has been really tough against running backs. They don't give up touchdowns to running backs. So... Spencer Ware's a guy that I would not I, I would not have a problem with people fading this Yeah, week. he's he's he may be the one guy on the Chiefs side that, that you look at and you say, okay, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. maybe not so much. Yep. Colts at Texans. The Andrew Luck got shut down last week by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now he goes on the road again in the division again against another good defense. Do you think he bounces back this week? I do. Okay. A big divisional game. And you know what? I get it. The Texans defense can be tough at home, although Mariota gave up or put up, what, 22 against him a couple of weeks ago in Houston. And also keep in mind, earlier this year, Andrew Luck had his best fantasy game of the season against the Texans. 464, four touchdowns, 35.7 fantasy points. I'm not guaranteeing you that stat line again, but he can give you 20 to 25 points in this game. Ah, that that would be amazing. Uh, I... I I have my expectations a little bit tempered. I think he is better than he was last week, but I, man, I'm not sure. Uh, Deontay Foreman is back. He's active. I don't know how much he's going to play. Lamar Miller has been very good for the last week. Really good. Yeah. Is there any reason you think to be concerned? Does Foreman come back and start eating away into Lamar Uh, Miller's touches? I don't know. I, I, one week back, I mean, baby steps from a guy who's coming off of one of the most serious injuries that you can have as an athlete, the Achilles. Right. So I would think that his role will be sort of limited this week. And why why jump off the Lamar Miller train if you're the Texans offense? He's given you 400-yard games in his last six. Heck, you're winning, what, nine in a row now? I mean, like, if it ain't broke... Don't fix it. So I think Foreman is a guy that he's he sort of wait and see for me. And if he does come in and start vulturing touches from Lamar Miller, then we're going to have a problem. But I don't know if that's going to happen this week. Well, also, there's still Alfred Blue to contend with, too, who's kind of <laughs> been the guy. I mean, look, I'm not saying Alfred Blue is like, you know, big time, but he's, yeah, he's hey, been man. the guy behind yes, Lamar Miller right yes, now. Yes, so that's, yes. you know, whatever. Correct. Falcons at Packers. So is the is the Falcons offense dead now? Yep. Okay, it's that. Okay, I do Matt Ryan like the the whole team. You can see it. Like after they lost to the Cowboys, that was kind of it for them. Yeah, you know that was it. And um, yeah, Ryan stunk. Yes, uh, last week Julio was terrible. Julio eighteen ha- yards hasn't been practicing. Apparently he's he's going to play this week. But um, you know, cold weather. A team that really has nothing to play for. I feel like the Packers have something to play for. They've got pride to play for. They lost to the Cardinals in front of their home crowd last week. Uh, interim coach now with Joe Philbin coming in, Mike McCarthy out. So I I like a lot of Packers this week. I like Aaron Rodgers. 
obviously Devontae Adams, obviously Aaron Jones, and um, there's not a lot of Falcons that I'm into this week at all. I mean, Sanu maybe is a deep sleeper because Green Bay struggled against slot receivers. Calvin Ridley, he's, he's had like two good games in the last you know month and a half, so he's somebody that I don't have a lot of faith in as well. And the Packers' defense has been tougher at home than they have been on the road, so... I'm fading a lot of Atlanta Falcons this week, including Matt Ryan. I would be curious, and if there's anybody that listens to this show, if you if you're a self-proclaimed tape eater, if you're a film grinder, um, I just want to know what went wrong because early in the season this offense was humming. I know they were, they were a top five offense, and they looked it looked like they had figured things out. Nobody was complaining about Steve Sarkeesian and his red zone usage and, and all this kind of stuff. And it has just it has just fallen apart. And yeah. so I would be curious for for those folks out there who really just grind tape and, and break film down. Just what exactly went sideways? Yeah, Marcus. Oh. I mean, look, look at their last four games. 16 points, 17 points, 19 points, 16 points. What is it, what, four or five games without scoring 20 points? And, and to start the season, they had they had that low scoring game in week one. Right. Against, against the Eagles. Eagles. But then they had 31 and then they had 37. Then they had 36. I mean, like. Two weeks later, they had 34. Yeah. I mean, they were putting up 30 like every single week. The defense, uh, the offense has just has just fallen apart. Tevin yeah. Coleman, Tevin Coleman, two games in a row has failed to rush for 10 yards. That's 10. That's just gross. That's just gross. 10. He uh, killed me in a couple of leagues, man. Packers side. Yeah. Expectations in game one a.m. after McCarthy. I just feel like the team's going to come out and play well because there had to be a little bit of embarrassment. They should not have lost in their home field to the Cardinals. Cardinals. And Josh Rosen, who might have all the upside in the world, but he's a rookie quarterback who makes mistakes. That Panthers defense killed a lot of people last week in fantasy, including myself. I had them as a very good streamer, and they went belly up. I mean, the Packers were bad. So just based on the fact that this team's got a lot of pride, you got a lot of veterans on this on this roster, I think they're going to come out and have a much better game. Aaron Rodgers is going to come out and to put up a nice stat line because he's had, he's had a couple of games in a row here where he hasn't really looked like Aaron Rodgers in the stat sheets. Yeah, and everybody's going to say, see, it's fixed. Yeah. Everything's good now. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is great now. They're still not making the playoffs. Uh, no, they're not going to make the playoffs. But uh, yeah, but they're going to. It's funny. At the start of the year, we would look at Falcons, Falcons Packers in week 14 and be like, man, this is a game. Like, yeah. Circle, circle the calendar. You know, you know what Gather this the means? family. You know what this means now? Nothing. Unless you have, <laughs> Seriously. Unless you play in a fantasy football league. I mean, this was, this was, we're, we would have been talking about this game as yeah. seeding in the NFC playoffs. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, somebody may be playing for a one seed. Yep. Now this is just like, whatever. Yeah. This game such an also ran. Yep. Panthers at the Browns. We talked a little bit about Cam Newton's shoulder. Um, does this mean we start fading guys like DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel and, and Devin Funches? No, I don't think so. I want to see what happens in practice on Friday. We'll see if Cam throws the football. I'm still not fading those guys. Now, keep in mind, like DJ Moore is not in my top 20 wide receivers. I don't know that he's in my top 25. I think he's close. He's probably uh, right in that 25 to 30 range. And mm -hmm. Curtis Samuel is in that 30 to 36 or 37 range. So we're not talking about players that are must starts. I mean, CMC is the only must start in Carolina. And that includes Cam Newton, because if I've if I've got a quarterback who I have a little bit more confidence in uh, this week, considering Cam's shoulder, I, I wouldn't argue with anybody who, who, who benched him, especially after the stinker that he had last week with four interceptions against a really bad Buccaneers defense. So, but uh, I have Cam in one league. It's a two QB league, and obviously I'm playing him. But I am a little worried about that shoulder. Yeah, it just it it's you know it just seems problematic right now. Yeah, like if you have Phil Rivers, if you have Big Ben, you know, you're starting him over over Cam this week, no doubt about it. Even Jameis. Yeah. Uh, should Baker Mayfield wake up feeling dangerous this week? Yes, I think he will. And you know what? Last week, bad week from a fantasy perspective, had 14 points, still almost threw for 400 yards. Mm -hmm. The Panthers defense has gone just they have gone rotten. They have been a bottom three D passing awful in the last month. They have given up 14 touchdown passes to quarterbacks on the road. And as you mentioned, they have been giving up fantasy points hand over fist over the last month. And I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I love Baker Mayfield in this contest. I really do. Nick Chubb, this guy. I mean. He, he is. He, among, Freddie Kitchens was the best thing that happened to him. I, among running backs with at least 100 carries, this guy has seen some of the, the, the most loaded boxes from a defensive perspective 
more than any other running back. Uh, he's top five in terms of seeing eight men or more in the box. And he's averaging 5.3 yards per carry. Like, this dude's a second-round pick next year. Second or third-round pick, I think, no doubt about that. Um, the, the one guy that gives me pause, actually two in Cleveland, although I do like Njoku because the Panthers have been bad against tight ends this year, is like, which Jarvis Landry is going to show up he Who finally knows? had a big game last week. You would think there's going to be some points scored in this contest. I guess you play him as a wide receiver two slash flex. But Jarvis is giving people headaches every single week. Yeah. I mean, he's just it, he's been so unpredictable, which is really frustrating because Mayfield has been playing well. Yeah. He just has not really. And been. Carolina hadn't been bad against slot receivers either. Yeah. So that's something to keep an eye on uh, as you know, in, in a game that could be pretty high scoring with both these teams marching up and down the field. Broncos at the 49ers. We talked about Emmanuel Sanders being gone for the year because of the Achilles injury. So I'll say that I'll skip this part. I mean, I know we, we believe in Cortland Sutton. Yep. He's going to get he's going to get plenty of targets beyond that, though. I mean, would you take a chance on a Matt Lacoste at tight end or a Deshaun Hamilton at one of the other wide receiver spots? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm a chicken, man. It's week 14. It's fantasy playoffs. I can't start Deshaun Hamilton. All right. I can't do it. I can't. I, I just can't do it. Okay. I, I, it's it's going to be Lindsay. It's going to be you know some of Corland Sutton, and the, the the saving grace here is the matchup's good. Mm-hmm. You know they got a good matchup. So we'll see. Uh, the Niners defense. You know last week they got they got whacked pretty good by the Seahawks. Although we kind of were all expecting that. The Niners are a team that uh, clearly still in rebuilding mode. They're not going to be uh, competing for the playoffs uh, this season or maybe next season as well. But um, this this is this is a team that I feel like Sutton can can have a big game against. And Philip Lindsay, dude, like, he is he is the running back we all thought Royce Freeman would be. <laughs> right. He really is. And he was a waiver wire dude. And this guy has been one of the top running backs in fantasy football most of the season, especially lately. Last week they gave him, what, 19 carries? Finally gave him a, a, a true featured backs workload. And I think you'll continue to see that down the stretch. Uh... Can we trust Jeff Wilson? Yep. I trust him. I Listen, and I'm a chicken typically, but I'm a chicken who likes volume. Okay. And I like a chicken who, who or like a chicken. I'm going to be like a chicken typically when, if, if it's like Jeff Wilson. Okay. Who the hell is Jeff Wilson? Yeah. No. Jeff Wilson's going to be the starting running back for the 49ers in an offense that favors that position. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan has had some success with running backs in his career. And Wilson showed that he can't catch the ball out of the backfield. And so as a dual threat back, he's kind of like Gus Edwards, except for he can catch. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just like him. I don't know why. Like, I just have a feeling that he's going to put up a pretty good stat line this week. So if I need a flex starter, I, I would put him in. And a lot of people out there need it. You know, no Melvin Gordon, potentially. You know, no James Conner's not going to play. Obviously, Kareem Hunt's no longer in the mix as well. So I think people need a guy, and Jeff Wilson could be a, a savior for you this well, week. And I think the thing that you mentioned that's important is that he does catch the football. Like, you know, yeah. Because there, there's always a chance that – the Niners fall behind in this one, but that doesn't necessarily mean Wilson comes off the field because they can throw him the ball so he can stay out there in case they have to go into hurry up. Yep, yep. Bengals at Chargers. Okay, so A.J. Green is on injured reserve. Andy Dalton is on injured reserve. Yep. Uh, What do you expect from Tyler Boyd? Over the last four weeks, no team in the National Football League has given up fewer yards to slot receivers than the Chargers. Uh, just saying, you probably have to play him because, hey, again, volume. He's going to see a lot of targets, and uh, he's had a couple of decent stat lines in a row. But I wouldn't be surprised if there was a stinker. He's catching the ball from an inexperienced quarterback. He, A.J. Green not being on the field has been big, and we've seen it in the stats because Boyd's games with Green have been better from a fantasy standpoint than without him. Mm-hmm. He's averaging three or four fewer points without him. Uh, because defenses, you know, clearly they're gonna they're gonna make make more of an effort to stop him because it's Tyler Boyd and really nothing else in the passing game unless you consider CJ Uzama a threat, which most people don't. So remember him. Remember, yeah. remember, remember we started talking about him for a few weeks. Well, that's how bad season. it's been. I, so like if if I have depth at wide receiver, I mean Tyler Boyd's a guy that I would not I would not have a problem with people fading him. Are we hyping Justin Jackson too much? No, he looks good. He did look good, but he's still behind Austin Eckler right now. I don't know. So, like, I feel, and I feel like if they put him in the Gordon role and kept Eckler in the Eckler role, that this would this would be better. 
um, a better situation. I wouldn't be surprised if he outscored Eckler this week, but they're both startable because why? Bengals. Bengals are bad. They're terrible. Like, you know, we talk about Carolina's defense being bad lately. Cincinnati's has been brutal. I mean, they have been awful. Uh, they have been giving up fantasy points to running backs every single week. I mean, the, the Saints backs both killed them. You know, Nick Chubb had a huge game against them. I mean, they have been getting gashed every single week. Philip Lindsay gashed him as well. So both of these guys are startable. I have Eckler ranked ahead of Jackson, but I mean, it's it's kind of close. So I wouldn't be surprised if both of these guys gave you double-digit fantasy points in a game, game script-wise, that could favor the Chargers running the ball in the second half and using both backs uh, in the offense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's possible. I just I know we've been like so big on Justin Jackson and I just worry that, you know, they are going to still feature Austin Eckler a lot and that maybe the touches won't be there like we hope. I mean, look, I hope so. Any chargers you don't start in this game besides the obvious ones? Uh, No. Yeah. I know. I mean, you know, Phil Keenan Allen, you know, the right. I like backs, Mike Williams. too. Mike Williams. I like Mike know. Williams. Yeah. Mike Williams is having a quietly having a very good season right now. Lions at Cardinals. So like we're we're starting to get blunt, right? Like we're cool <laughs> with that this week. Right. As a flex. Yes. I have him as a sleeper and start him and sit him. But, uh, you know, we said this on the Facebook show. If you've got carry on Johnson and you're in the fantasy, you're playoffs, so you're frustrated at this matchup and you're like, oh, man, come back to me, carry on, because he would have gashed. This Cardinals defense that can't stop the run. But, I, I, hey, you know, nobody trusted the Garrett Blunt a couple of weeks ago on a Thanksgiving when he had 88 two touchdowns against the Bears. Yeah, nobody saw that coming. I, dude, I mean, like, Garrett Blunt's not was a like, terrible running back. I was like, I did start him that week against the Bears, but it was like a last minute, like, I just need some. I yeah, you're like, uh, uh, finally Garrett Blunt, go. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it. it's not a terrible start when you look at the numbers. All right. Um, so we know that Christian Kirk, is gone for the year. Yeah, he's on injured reserve, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, David Johnson has been just frustrating at best. Uh, there's not much there except Larry Fitzgerald. Any fears that maybe the Lions just try to clamp down on him to prevent him from being the guy that beats them? Yeah. See, I don't know. I, I kind of like Fitzgerald this week because he, Darius Slay is not going to go in and cover him. So when you look at the numbers, I mean, over the last what four weeks. No team in the league has allowed more yards to the slot men than the Detroit Lions. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, like it, it's you've got you've got, uh, uh, you know, a guy who is going to see you would think is going to see more targets right th- this week because mm-hmm. Christian Kirk is out. Christian Kirk was kind of uh, Josh Rosen's guy. And I mean, Fitzgerald has been getting into the end zone. Right. I mean, like he hadn't given you a lot of yards, but he's right. been getting into the end zone. So uh, against a defense that's been struggling against slot receivers, Fitzgerald, heck, who knows? You know, maybe this is his last season. He wants to go out on a high note, put up a couple of good stat lines in a row. We'll see. But I like him as a as a as a flex this week. Steelers at Raiders. Have we overhyped Jalen Samuels this? I week? don't know. We'll see because we are really hyping the hell out of. We're him. hyping, that, and I just like the Steelers themselves keep saying they're going to run a rotation, right? That yeah. Stephen Ridley is going to get touches, and we don't. I mean, we don't know how they're going to divide it. And people keep bringing up the fact that. Jalen Samuels, I don't think, has ever had more than, what, 18 carries in the game. Right in college, In college, he didn't get much work. Uh, You know, some places have him listed as a tight end. There's so much much confusion around Jalen Samuels. And meanwhile, Stephen Ridley's just kind of hanging out in the background. And I just wonder if we're going to sit around on Sunday afternoon and be like, man, we should have seen this coming. Stephen Ridley's going to see touches. I mean, he's going to see touches. But Jalen Samuels can't get you, you know, 14 to 15 carries and maybe two or three catches out of the backfield against the Raiders defense has given up the most rushing yards to running backs this season. I think, and and we've seen this in the past guys. I mean, you look back to obviously Le'Veon Connor this year, D'Angelo a couple of years ago, like this, this Steelers offense, it's just very running back friendly. And I think that's why a lot of us like Jalen Samuels as an RB2. Now, I don't think he's going to put up James Conner type of numbers. Okay? Yeah, he's not going to get James Conner type touches. No, he's not going to get James Conner type of touches either. He was averaging, you know, you know, well over 20 touches a game, right around, I believe, 23 or 24. And that's not going to happen here. But Samuels is going to get enough touches in an offense that is going to score points against a defense that's bad. I just think there's too much there to to sort of push Samuels aside and say, yeah, he didn't see this many touches in, in college or whatever the case may be. I still like him this week. So I had a weird thought that there might be multiple startable Raiders. I mean, Jared Cook. Oh, I want to hear this. Well, Cook, I got Jared it. Cook, definitely a startable one. I mean, I think you could make a case as for Doug Martin a little bit. Um, volume. 
I mean, that's it. That's multiple, right? That's more than one. So that means there's multiple, okay. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know, right? That's, yeah, that's multiple not, is that's two. Not, that's not totally crazy, is yeah, it? No, I mean, Richard also because Jalen Richard, right? Would think that if the Raiders could be, fall behind, they could be playing from behind. No, right? no doubt about that. So. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm, look, I'm not. I'm I wouldn't not, have a lot of confidence in him. I'm not. Yeah, you know, I'm not Except starting Derek. Cook. I'm not starting Derek Carr. Yeah. Uh, I know Jordy Nelson had a nice week last week. Ten catches whatever, out of nowhere. But like, I I don't believe that that's repeatable. Yep. Um, Martavis Bryant is now on injured reserve, so their other receivers are what Seth Roberts and Marcel Aitman. Marcel Aitman. That's um, right. So that's so kind of it. There's not a lot to like. That's kind of there it. There is not a lot to We're like. not starting the Raiders defense, so. No, sir. Yeah. Eagles and Cowboys. So is Alshon Jeffrey, like, dead to us now? Basically. Like, he went from being a guy that, yeah, I mean, you know, he was like a wide receiver, too, potentially, to just since Golden Tate has shown up. I know. He's getting nothing. What's weird, too, is that, like, Tate's first couple of games for the Eagles were not that good at no, all. And no, then, And then, you know, kudos to you. You, you. you correctly predicted that this would be his best game this past week, and, and it clearly was. But, I mean, Alshon's seen, what, five or fewer targets in four of his last five games since the Eagles traded for Golden. Um, the Cowboys have allowed just five touchdowns and the fourth fewest points to wide receivers at home. So at the Jerry Dome, they've been very tough. Uh, there's been a couple of, of exceptions to that rule this season, but I can't trust Alshon anymore. I, I've I've seen people tell me on Twitter that they've cut him. Wow. So I mean, I guess it's not, it's not the craziest thing. I know, and the schedule is not good for him over the next three weeks either, so... He's not. He's just not someone I can trust right now. That trade affected him more than anybody else in that offense. And you know, Alshon had had been putting up some pretty decent numbers too. Mm-hmm. And so that that trade hurt. Uh, would you start Josh Adams this week? Flex at best. I don't. The Cowboys' defense is good, it's man. Good. Like I mean, it is. You know, I get it. Like sometimes, you know, like like the Titans came into Dallas, you know, several weeks ago, and, mm-hmm. and you know, they the, they they won the game and, and put up a pretty good stat line, and they had several players who had who had good numbers, you know, Deion Lewis, uh, but just just looking at the Cowboys' defense now, if they can keep things up, and this is a big game, this is a big game, okay, you know how big this game is, I reverse jinx this game to heck on Facebook Live by wearing a Darren Sproles jersey. Man. Which, by the way, I like Darren Sproles, so I don't mind wearing his jersey. He's good. He's a good <laughs> dude. You know, us little guys got to stick together, but. Um, the, the, the one player here in this game that I feel like people are sort of like, you know, do I play him? Do I, do I not play him? Is Dak Prescott because, you know, we can say, well, you know, Dak's giving you 20 plus and four of his last six, but he's also giving you 15 or fewer two in his last three. The Eagles defense is just bad though. Right? They're, they're all banged up right now. Mm-hmm. They're dealing with a lot of injuries and th- this is, this is a team that Dak Prescott can absolutely exploit and we can't say enough about, and I hated the trade when it happened as a Cowboys fan. I hated giving up a first-round pick for a Mark. Everybody, I, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who will tell you that they were, like, on board when that trade happened. But so far, it's worked out. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Eagles are giving up uh, a 107 passer rating, the fourth most points to quarterbacks uh, on the road this season. So I think Dak is a pretty good play, but I'm getting a lot of questions on Twitter about whether or not I should play. Uh, they people should play Dak this week, and I, I do like him. I think I he's like got that. a good matchup. I do like Dak too. I think yeah. I've got him kind of on the fringes of my QB ones. I mean, like certainly in the two QB league, you're definitely playing him. But about, I, I would, I would play Dak this week against the. Eagles. I have Dak in that like Mayfield sort of tier. Yeah, I, I, I think Dak is a good play this week. Yep. Rams at Bears. Jared Goff. Would you play Jared Goff this week? See again. What are my options? You know, like. If I've got Rivers, if I've got Ben, if I've got Jameis, and Goff is on the bench, here's the thing though. So this is the this is the Sunday night game. This is gonna be this is gonna be cold. It's mm-hmm. gonna be cold there, right? I mean, you're talking about like uh, with the wind chill, it's probably gonna be around 20 to 25 degrees. Okay. And Goff played in a game, I believe. I don't know if it was earlier this year. I gotta look it up. It was against Denver, and it was it was the coldest game he's played in the NFL, and he stunk. So like. You you couple cold weather with a kid from you know from from, from Cal from the Bay Area yep. who has got to play the best defense in the league and can he go out and have a, a good stat line? Of course he can. Will he? 
I don't know about that. I mean, you know. Th- this matchup scares me. If I've been riding golf all season long and, and I'm in the first round of my playoffs, this this has me a little bit frightened, this matchup. As a, as a fellow Bay Area native, me and Jared Goff, I can tell you that uh, it gets below, like, you know, 60. It's <laughs> like, man, this is this is not fun. Dude, we did. Not fun. Years ago, we did an episode of NFL Fantasy Live from Soldier Field. It happened to be a uh, Cowboys I remember, game. I remember you were there. Tony Romo, Cowboys won the game. It, Dude. Dave Damashek, I mean, and, and Money and me were freezing. For, it was frigid on the field. It was so cold. Like, you can't, you, you can't understand how cold it is. It's, it's just freezing. And, you know, a guy like Goff, who doesn't have a lot of experience playing in that cold weather, that, that, that could really have a negative effect on him. So, and, and it's not like he's playing, you know, uh, you know a defense that, that isn't one of the elite in the league. I mean, the Bears defense is going to want to go out there and prove something. Because everyone's thinking the Rams are the favorites in the NFC. You know, it's the Rams and the Saints. Not a lot of people are talking about the Bears going to the Super Bowl. So, unless you're in Chicago, of course. Right. But this is this is one of those games, you know, kind of like the Chargers last week. A lot of people were not talking about the Chargers. They were the second team in L.A. And, you know, they don't get a whole heck of a lot of press nationally. They go into Heinz Field, fall behind, and then beat the Steelers. And then guess what? This Chargers team is for real, and this Chargers team can't compete for that AFC crown. If the Bears, in front of a nationally televised audience, play the Rams, beat the Rams, a team that everyone associates with that game against the Chiefs that they won, uh, the big high-scoring game, then people are going to start taking the Bears seriously. I'll tell you what, a, a Rams loss and a Saints win makes the Saints the one seed in the NFC. Yeah. At least for the time being. Yep. Uh, we talk about Mitchell Trubisky coming back and, and whether or not that uh, d- does that, that change anything. I mean, I feel like we've talked about the Bears skill position players being so inconsistent that they're hard to start. Yep. I mean, I don't know, Allen Robinson, Trey Burton, any uh, of these guys. I mean, like you, you upgrade Allen Robinson a little bit because he had done he had really done nothing with Chase Daniel was a quarterback. So you upgrade him a little bit, but just not. I just Allen Robinson, like in the beginning of the season, like I just I don't know. You, you, ever, you just get a gut feeling about a dude. Like, I just had a feeling. I'm like, I, I just don't think he's going to be as, as good or, 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 you know, nearly as good as he was when he had that huge breakout season when he was a member of the Jaguars. I, I just I, I just never believed in him. And, you know, that that's coming to fruition. And the Rams are healthier in their de- defensive backfield now, too, with a keep to lead back. So, uh, yeah, I mean, any any bear not named uh, defense Cohen <laughs> or Bears defense. If you're starting these players, I mean, Trubisky, I, I have some faith in Trubisky, too. But any of these players that you, you put in your lineup this week, you got to go in there. there. There's a little trepidation there because you're not sure what you're going to get from them because they've been so inconsistent all season long. And that includes Jordan Howard. And you would think, Marcus, that this game, in terms of what the Bears want to do game script wise, what do you want to do? You want to keep Jared Goff off the field. Right. Running the football. So you would think that this is this is a. It's a good setup for Jordan Howard. I can't trust him. The guy hasn't scored a touchdown in forever, and he's touchdown dependent. So it is It is a game where, you know, what is the whole saying about the, the you know, the, the immovable object and, you know, the, the unstoppable force. Unstoppable force. Right, exactly. This is kind of what this game is. So, but but Goff is a guy I'm fading. I really am. I, I, do, yeah. I do like Brandon Cooks in this game, though, still. Because the Bears have actually struggled a little bit against outside receivers. So I still like him. I still think you're playing Robert Woods. Remember, guys, wide receivers can have good games without the quarterbacks putting up good numbers. Yep. I mean, we've seen that before. Robert Woods last week against Detroit with Jared Goff having a stink bomb. Had a good game. It can happen. Yeah. I you know, so that that's I'm I'm sitting Jared Goff where I where I have him. I'm fortunate that Who it's you the playing? fantasy live league. Uh, I think like this week I'd go Jameis Winston. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I would too. Uh in the fantasy live league, I'm fortunate to have a bye. Because here's the thing, Goff has a pretty decent schedule the next couple of weeks they've right. got the eagles and then the cardinals so weeks 15 and 16 it's good so if you can yeah. somehow survive this is the week you got to jump yep if you can survive and then move on jared goff's the guy that you can lean on the rest of the way it's just you just got to somehow get through this week yep last game of the week monday night vikings at seahawks should be fun should be a lot of fun do you trust i know i know you're big on kirk cousins no, I, i'm not saying i'm big on him like okay. i still i just People are, are and, and I see it on social media and other outlets, that, oh, Kirk Cousins, you can't play him this week. There's no way you could play him this week. Like, why not? I, I get it. He's been inconsistent. But the Seahawks, okay, the last, I think since week eight, every quarterback has scored at least 17 points. And that's 
Matt Stafford is in that mix. Nick Mullins is in that mix. And I get it. Nick Mullins had a lot of garbage time points. That's fine. You know, I understand. But he threw for over 400 yards against this team. And, I mean, the Vikings, you know, they're playing for something here. Seahawks are playing for something here. But this is not the same Seahawks defense. When you go back and look at the numbers, they've given up a top 15 fantasy quarterback in six straight games. Three of those quarterbacks were in the top 10. Nick Mullins was in the top 10 last week. So I don't think it's as bad a matchup. Like, I think I have Cousins 16th. Okay. So it's not like I love him, but I don't think he's going to absolutely stink where he's going to kill your chances of going to the fantasy to the next round of the fantasy playoffs. I think he can give you 18 to 20 points in this game, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Do you trust the Vikings defense? No, I don't. I don't trust. I don't trust either defense in this game. Okay. I I, I think you you like the Seahawks a little bit because you're expecting Kirk Cousins to turn it over a little bit. Exactly. I I could see that, but no, I. I'm, I'm not big on the Vikings defense this week. All right. Uh, do you start Russell Wilson this week then? If you, don't like, the, if you don't like the defense, do you like I, Russell Wilson? Russell's, he's kind of jumped back into that. I kind of trust him no matter what status. After the first half of the season. Seahawks he, in November and December. Yeah. Man, they're a different team. I mean, yeah, we've seen that year in and year out. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't have him like, you know, in my top eight. But I, I, I do, I do, uh, I do think Russell is a guy that you can start this week. Uh than Chris Carson. I mean, that is a player that I would fade. If I have running back depth, and if you were able to pick up some of the running backs that we had mentioned earlier, Wilson, Jalen Samuels, for example, um, you know, uh, uh, Spencer Ware, you know, a, a week and a half ago, this this matchup just doesn't bode well for Chris Carson. I think Chris Carson's been a nice a nice asset for fantasy fans. He's given you what twelve plus in four of his last five games, but the Vikings are giving up three point six yards per carry. They've given up only eight touchdowns to running backs all season long. So Carson is a, is a risky, risky play for me this week. He was so good in the middle of the season. And yeah. Uh, it's you know what's going to be interesting? What the heck happens in that backfield next season? Then we'll probably be doing this again with maybe, you know. Rashad Penny? <laughs> take, like, you'll take a couple of those names out, add a couple more different names, and then we'll do because, this Because, like, Carson's been very good. Mike Davis, when given an opportunity, has played pretty well. Penny showed flashes. So that, that you want, you know fast forward into 2019 that could be a headache yeah that definitely could be a headache what about uh the seahawks wide receiver so so Lockett. i mean lock it you're starting lock it is locked in i mean every week the guy scores a touchdown definitely but what started. about doug baldwin <sighs> he's a flex for me yeah uh, yeah i i, I would that's, agree that's where we are he's a flex for me now i would agree that he's he's had just such a disappointing season i mean he had the knee, he wasn't healthy, missed some time, came back, and he was killing you for weeks. He's shown a couple of flashes over the last two or three weeks, but, um, yeah, he, he, he's a risk-reward play, no doubt about that. Uh, on the Viking side of the ball, Thielen and Diggs, and that's and Dalvin Cook. Well, Dalvin Cook, yeah, right? Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle is. Rudolph, that, that ship has flown. Uh, he, as, as, as that ship has, did I just say flown? Yes. Yes. It is week 14. Yes, you did. That ship has sailed. That ship has flown. That ship has flown. <laughs> it's week 14, guys. Well, we have we have just flown through the yes, entire week yes, 14 schedule, yes. which means we turn to our man, Eddie, and uh, you're delirious. Pick. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, keep this uh, fairly simple, straightforward here. Two receivers that will outscore their teammate, Cortland Sutton, this week, Deshaun Hamilton, oh, Tim Patrick, uh, outscoring, Tim Patrick. and not only outscoring Cortland Sutton, but they're also out, outscore um, Philip Lindsay as well. Kind of like what you wow. said. You know that one. Well, the Lindsay thing, that one is delirious. Wow, Broncos, Broncos, Forty Niners. Like it's a game that no offense to those fan bases, but we're not. Our eyes are not going to be on this game, and like they're going to focus in on those two players, arguably the two best offensive players they have left and healthy. So it's the Broncos think, okay, well we trust in these guys to do their thing in the field, and uh, you know Tim Patrick I believe scored earlier this season. Deshaun Hamilton is banged up, but Mm -hmm. he's going to get a lot of looks now, and uh, I think they're going to they're going to surprise a lot of people. Wow. That is that is bold. That is a good one. That is really bold. That is a good one. I like I mean I I guess like anything that happened I could see maybe Hamilton, you know, over Sutton Patrick. I wouldn't you but, know, but Lindsay, that that's the big one. I wouldn't be surprised if Tim Patrick scores a touchdown. No, I mean I can fully see Tim Patrick scoring mm-hmm. a touchdown. So. Uh I know people got playoff tweets, right for us? Yes, we got plenty of playoff tweets. Okay. So, starting off here, uh Steve Potter's asking Cam Newton or Dak Prescott? I mean, I might go Dak. Honestly. Yeah, right now I got Cam higher than him. I might. I want to see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I'm just because I'm, I'm, I'm really worried about that shoulder, so I might say Dak right mm-hmm. now. 
Uh, VVG is asking, pick up one, Zay Jones, Kenny Galladay, or Cortland Sutton? Sutton. <laughs> Imagine even, that. Even, even with what Eddie I just know. said, I didn't sway you enough. <laughs> I don't like Galladay, but out of those three, I'd probably pick him. Uh, Rudy Dina is asking, he needs to start a wide receiver here. Um, Adam Humphreys, Mike Williams, Traycon Smith, or Dante Pettis? Ooh, Humphreys. Williams, Williams, Pettis, Trey Swift, and Dante Pettis. Yeah, I guess Pettis, uh, Humphreys is like the safest floor. Yeah, I think I think Pettis has the highest ceiling. So I would say if you're if you if you're just looking for that safe floor, then Adam Humphreys is your guy. I mean, you, dude, look at his numbers. He he has been so consistent over the last several weeks. I mean, I'm just looking up his stats right now: fourteen six, twenty eight nine, seven three at a stinker against the Redskins: fifteen seventeen four, nineteen one. Wow. That's pretty, that is pretty good, good, man. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, Kyle is asking, uh, he has Kittle and Gronk, which is the better play? Kittle for me. Yeah, man, me too. Never me thought too. we'd be here, but Kittle. Imagine having two. Like, that That dude has got a problem that most people would, would absolutely kill for right now. Right? Because, I didn't, sure, yeah. heck, I mean, I, I got a league. I lost Doyle. I got to play Jonu Smith or play the matchups every week now through the fantasy playoffs because there's nothing out there. Nothing. Uh, M Masters is asking Wentz or Baker? Baker. Baker. Yeah, I go oh. Baker. Wentz, I, I was high on Wentz, you know, four weeks ago. But ever since that Saints game, I mean, he had a good game, you know, th- this past week. had gave you almost 20. But I, that, that Eagles offense, man, has really that, – that's, that's just an offense that I, I would have had a lot more confidence in, like I said, a month ago. Now, not so much. Ben August is asking, I uh, just need to start one of these guys, Sony Michelle, Jalen Samuels, or Austin Eckler. Uh I might go Eckler. You only you can only start one out of those yeah, three. Yeah, just one of the three. Michelle, Jalen Samuels, yeah, or Austin. I'd probably Eckler. go Eckler, but like I have them I have Eckler and Samuels so close. Like, I think all those guys, I, they're all fairly close to me, but I guess I'd yep. probably go Eckler. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty close. I mean just Bengals. Yeah. I see just Bengals, man. I see they're just so bad. They're bad. Yeah. And I want to end on this one from Garrett. It's a it's a really, really funny question that might take some time or lead to a bigger debate here, but uh, and it's come up in my leagues as well. Is it wrong to lose on purpose to ensure someone else doesn't make it into the playoffs? I don't think it's wrong. It's just be careful what you wish for, you know, because like, you just never know. But see, is it wrong to like not set a lineup? So like, essentially, you're like tanking. You would. Yeah. Tank. That's you're tanking. I don't think it's like I said. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's wrong. I just think be careful what you wish for because I think karma comes back to bite you when you do that I don't sort know, of thing. Man. Like I, like I, I just you know like look like Herm Edwards says, man, you play to win the game. I mean, like I, I mean, unless the guy is you know you hate his guts. I, I don't know. Even then, well, what happens know, like, if there's strategy? And you know, say you're a higher up seed, or or you know, and you in in the team you're playing is this week awful, and you could. Uh, well, I guess it would mean that playoffs have to start next week for your league. But let's so say say a playoffs start next week for your league, you lose to a really bad team. Like that lets a fringe team in blocking somebody else. Like it could work in your fa- it, like st- almost strategically could work in your favor. So you still think it's not kosher? I don't know, man. I just I I still think I think one you're still gonna have to at some point if you're making a playoff run, you're gonna have to run into a good team at some point in the playoffs, most likely. And again, like just because you get what looks like a better matchup doesn't necessarily mean it's a better. Right. I mean, I guess if, I guess if you're if you're tanking because you feel like a loss would put you in a better spot the next week. Right. But I wouldn't do it just to spite someone else because you don't want them to get into the playoffs. It's def- I don't know. definitely the case, too, now, because you got to think of the some, some teams that could be really good now might have lost Greg Olson, might have lost Emmanuel Sanders, might have lost you know Kareem Hunt. There are players mm-hmm. that these really teams that were scoring very high loss, now they're almost a better matchup. By, a loss could make you play them. So it is it is a thing that has a little bit of strategy to it, but I, I get what you guys are saying. Yeah, there. I mean, there's there's a, a, a league. My buddy uh, Tristan Cockroft from ESPN plays in, and I'm sure this is... This is uh, uh, common in, in, in some leagues out there where like based on your seed. So say like you have the number one seed, you get to pick who you play after the oh, bye week. Now that's interesting, right? That's pretty interesting. And then the, you know, the, this, the, the second team uh, has to play whoever's, whoever's left. So like, that's pretty interesting uh, if, if it's a rule, but I don't know. I, 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 I don't know, man. I, I, I would feel wrong. I, feel I would like, feel wrong about not setting a lineup just to screw someone over. I think you just play. You play who you play. Uh, again, like I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with it per se. I just 
I think I think karma. Right. I so think karma comes. Today's back to verdict you. is it's a dirty move. Yeah, there you I, th- go. I think it's a dirty move. <laughs> I, th- I think it's a dirty move. Yeah, I think it is. Well, think about it. If it was being perpetrated on you, how would you? How'd you feel about it? I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know. Like in a, to, to turn into a baseball parlance, right? That's like walking the guy ahead of you to get to you to bring you to play. Like you feel disrespected, right? So like now I'm gonna still, now I'm gonna really try. Not that I wasn't trying before, but now I really want to show you up. So. I don't know. That's how I look at it. Hey, Marcus, I think this uh, this ship has flown. I think this ship has flown. So, hey, thanks for all your tweets. Thanks for everybody listening. As always, best of luck to you in week one of the playoffs. Of course, we'll be back next week to uh, kind of recap some things and uh, get you ready for week two of the playoffs. And always remember, if you can't have fun, there's no sense in doing it. See you on Monday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.